Hello, and welcome back to the table. I am your host, the one-year anniversary of a two-week lockdown. And to my digital right, we've got Joby. Hi. Jame. I think that's me. And... <laughs> that's me. Yeah, there we go. It's been a while, hasn't it? Chill! I yeah. think literally approaching a year. Yeah. It has been almost exactly a calendar. <laughs> it's been almost a year. A lot's happened, guys. We started a Patreon and my best friend died. It has been Ooh. a term, what is it, a tumultuous, a tumultuous year. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I don't think I had a single good time in that entire year. I had some good jack sessions, dude. Some good jack like jacking sessions. in your headphones? Yeah. Nice, Solid. dude. Nice. I had a good time. James made me a song. Yeah. Obviously, if you've paid attention to world events at all, you can understand why we took a break. But we decided that it was time to come back. And if you can't tell already, this is an online session. Our first of probably a few to come. Fingers crossed they can't tell. However, everyone's like room tone of echoiness will be different. So they'll be like, yeah. I, maybe they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, we're just uh, sitting we're coming really, up. really far from each other. <laughs> we, we've decided that it is, uh, it's probably time. It's probably time to, uh, you know, take life in our own hands and uh, just get back at it. Do the best we can. <laughs> So that's what we're doing today. I just got an idea. What we could do is, you know, in like the Adams family or movies where it's like a rich person and they're very distant as a family. So they have a huge long table. We could rent out a place that has a long table and I could wire mics to everyone. Everyone just has headphones on. We're six feet apart more so. And we're good. Rent a long table is my new band name. Wow, a year and a <laughs> pandemic, and he's still the same fucking nerd. <laughs> Come on. Uh, let me rephrase kidding. that. The same annoying dullard. I'm I'm kidding about one of those. Dude, <laughs> that's one of my favorite Definitely words Definitely the Dude. annoying part, but. <laughs> I'm going to start throwing dullard around like it's nobody's business. I love that word. Do it. Great. Uh, you guys want to run through the recap? Just let us know. Uh, we're obviously we're going to continue and or finish Numora today. Uh, fingers crossed we we're finish it in Numora a single today. episode. Yeah. I'll give a rundown. We are a band of travelers. We have a samurai named Sue, an automaton named Pants who only wears pants, and only pants. <laughs> a, seven a 17 year old furl bog named Cooper. And we're in this town that appears to be eating our dreams. One time we cut a mayor's head off after goblins were pushing horses around. Then. We tried figuring out what the town was doing to us for an episode, and then a beast of a, like a patchwork mix em up, I think is what I described them. Uh, Gaia took an etch a sketch and just kind of fumbled <laughs> it around. <laughs> Those are the things yeah, I think this is something we tried doing, and now we're just going to let the town wash over us and do. Uh, Cool shit that the town folk tell us to do. I'm down. Oh, yeah, and there's also fog well, and a man in a hood at night. 
that won't tell us his name because he's an asshole. I think he's memory. Maybe we're the assholes. Maybe this whole place is a bunch of assholes. Little Corey, I'm I'm done. Big asshole. <laughs> I know, but they I was just I was letting that bit play out. All right. Maybe good. Corey's just the asshole. Uh, that's all <laughs> that tends to be the case. As a DM, yes. <laughs> we're ready to just jump back in here? Yeah. yeah. Then, as we last left our adventurers, they are on their way downstairs to go deal with some some terrible, terrible rats. And I know you guys can't see it, but James was very excited to hear about that. I love this mission in all RPGs, from Baldur's Gate to The Bard's Tale for PlayStation 2. This is my jam. Hell yeah, man. Got Someone's got to deal with the vermin. Down with rats, am I right? Anyways... As you guys descend down the wooden staircase and re-enter the tavern, there's a, a brief shift in the air. Once again, you're not sure exactly what to attribute it to, but something wafts over your skin. Goosebumps. Rays. You feel your breath shift a little bit, almost as if you've taken in the purest taste of oxygen you have ever felt before. Man, this is feeling like dulep down here. That's my hometown. <laughs> yeah, it's untouched by outsiders, so it's it's feeling it has nice oxygen. Um, no one's screaming "Stay golden" at anyone, and uh, it feels good. <laughs> are there any rats that are uh, in an immediate in the immediate vicinity of us? Well, no, they're all, they're all down in the cellar. Uh, you've just entered the, uh, oh, the, okay. the the main floor of the the tavern. Uh, Pants, before we go any further, is definitely going to do, like, an inventory of all this, like, all of his stuff. Make sure his weapons are ready to go, and he's got his favorite pair of pants on, and his backpack, you know? You you take an inventory of your belongings, and you note that there is something new inside of your inventory. There appears to be a scrap piece of uh, paper. It definitely has some sort of scrawlings um, down upon it. Um, does it make sense? No, all the wor- words seem to vortex. All the letters, anyways. Nothing discernible uh, can be read from them. Every time you try to make new meaning from them, they seem to shift and displace themselves. Can I okay. do a perception check, actually, of the main room? Sure thing. Yeah. Hey, y'all know those bags of sand that bandits will like thwip on someone's head to knock them out because I'm a th- I got thieve stuff. I I'm just like kind of twisting it around, making sure I'm ready to snap some rat necks. Um, I got oh a gosh. twenty-two. Hans watches that in extreme confusion. <laughs> a twenty-two from our ever fabled loaded dice boy. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> You take a look at the uh, immediate surroundings, and your eyes seem to adjust to the area before you. It's almost as if a mirage is settling. The tables seem to once again become solid, and the vision around you all seems to slowly re-pour in and uh, slowly begin to make sense once again. It's almost as if you were suffering from a slight blur from the heat waves rising from the ground, but there is no heat to speak of within. Uh, I immediately pull out my map and I turn it over and with whatever I used to draw the map, I start writing this down 
As you pull out your map, your map begins to swirl as well. Words seem to slowly begin to remove themselves from the paper, uh, from the paper's surface, though you were able to catch a glimpse of them briefly before they dissipated and dissolved. You were able to see three words. You need to. Oh, okay. So with me writing, the words that are leaving are the words that I'm trying to write, correct? Or is that the words that are already on the map? No, the word uh, the words that uh, that are leaving seem to have been new words that were scrawled uh, scrawled onto the uh, map itself. You're not sure by who, but it was not by your hands. Well, remember, I wrote some of that map. <laughs> I hate you wrote your own map. Okay, first of all, you wrote your own map. I updated uh, it. So I take this. I want to flip it over on the on the, on the back and start to write some things down. Okay, what are you trying to write like, down? Um, I'm writing bullet points, basically. It's, uh, it seems as everything is a mirage, but everything is just settling, setting in. You need to, next bullet point, you need to, next bullet point, uh, somebody left us a note, but they don't want us to see it. And then another bullet point. They in question in quotation marks and a question mark at the end, just ramblings of a madman. With that, a voice breaks your concentration. The bartender, who peers you up and down, uh, begins to speak. She states, "Adventurers, are you coming?" Wait a second. I'll think back on this, but uh, you guys see that I am now petting the sandbag and kissing it and saying, I'm so sorry, little rat. I didn't mean to be so mean. This is too much. <laughs> it seems Pants as... doesn't have eyebrows, but if he did, you would see them just raise. It's been a year and it seems like all of my friends have forgotten how I act in front of a microphone. <laughs> but uh, hey guys, real quick, um, the bartender was a man before, right? No, uh, I uh, I don't think so. Yeah, because he was he was cleaning the mugs all the time. Hmm. Yeah, I think he was. Hey, can I recall this information, DM? You sure? Go ahead and roll an insight for me. I'd like to do the same if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pants is just chilling. I just can't recall any information unless a seven. Was was good enough. I I got a dirty twenty. Sure you did. You're not able to call. I swear. I, <laughs> uh, you're not able to recall the uh, particulars about this bartender, though something does resonate within you. You felt as though this bartender has been with you before at some point, and it clicks all of a sudden, Sue. You've seen this bartender before, and they've definitely taken the place of the familiar resident behind that bar counter. This woman, she seems to be the same one who spoke to you all those days ago, back in the bookshop. Oh my god, it's Mamari. Holy shit. I go up. Uh, yes, we're uh, sorry for being a little late, but we are ready. And I, like, keep looking at her, like, as if, like, like I know, but I don't want her to panic. I, I look over at Sue and I say, hey, ma'am, we're on a job. Don't stop trying to sex her with your eyeballs. 
She nods, and it becomes clear that as she does so, a drop of blood drips from her forehead and plants itself on the floor. This blood sizzles out of existence and slowly begins to wipe itself from your periphery. As the blood, uh, the blood that was previously laid it on her forehead seems to wipe away and disappear, she nods and begins to lead you down towards the cellar door. It's just past here, adventurers. All right, let's get to killing some rats. Do you have any potions that we can use? Miri seems to take a pause for a moment. She seems to consider what you ask, but nothing ever exits her lips. She turns over uh, to you, and once again, your eyes seem to slowly begin to adjust to take take in her visage. Without further word or further interruption, she opens the door to the cellar, which leads down into a dark abyss. Mm. All right, guys, let's get down there. We gonna brine some rats today. Ew. I mean, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, every rat I see, I'm just gonna dump them in a pickle bucket and hope they drown. (laughs) I feel like that would actually be very effective. (laughs) I'll lock them in there and shake it around so it's also like a a bludgeoning damage. You begin to descend the staircase in what order? Who's going first? Um, I think pants Uh, would, or do you want to go first? It's up to you because we have the same AC. Yeah, but I also use a ranged weapon, so I think it would make more sense if you... I have both, but I'll go first then. I can sneak because I'm an assassin, like that ICP song or that Ghetto Boy song. I turn to to, uh, Coop, and I'm like, hey, as we're going down there, stay a little bit behind so you can try and sneak in. All right. Um, Or so you can sneak... Make it look like you're going in, and then try to sneak out and see if anything weird happens as soon as we leave. We, oh, they okay, that's go actually, down the stairs. That's a good idea. You guys get to killing rats. I might start crying actually if I, I kill one. <laughs> <laughs> if we do need your help, though, you do have to come back down. All right. I just want you to just take in some information from the like as soon as the door closes and they think we're downstairs. I want you to see what, what's going on outside. All right, and uh, just whistle out of your flute if uh, you need help. I hate you. I hope you. I hope you know that. Everybody thinks that it's a whistle that you did is the sound my flute's supposed to make, and that's not how this works. <laughs> they're like, oh my god, their recall from a year ago is amazing. No, we just re-listened to the episodes. <laughs> Why don't you? So you're going through with that plan, Coop, where you're going to stay behind and try to peek out the door while they yeah. move forward. I'm going to be a stealthy little boy. Why don't you roll me a uh, stealth for me? I got a 22. Damn. Wow, yes. you got some loaded dice roll. Uh, the last roll I was a six, <laughs> man. I have oh, plus no, six, too. Oh, okay. You. All, Silly. all Jose all the time. <laughs> it's just, just me. As they descend further into the depths, you uh, seem to slowly begin to move your way back towards the cellar door and when you go to peek out your eyes just take in the take in the rest of the room the few patrons that were strewn about as well as the bartender who now seems to be standing completely still in front of the cellar door though with that being said they don't seem to notice you peeking out 
Is she only an insight as well? All right. Is she T posing? <laughs> T posing? No, she's not T posing. <laughs> That's a dirty twenty, y'all. Oh my Let's god! Let's go. I rolled a nineteen. It is yes. for a split second, even shorter than that. But you notice it. You notice that they all seem to have gone idle for a brief moment before you began to perceive them once again. It was all as if they stopped entirely what they were doing and then immediately began to act in turn once again. Some people frozen in place in mid-drink of a mug. Some people still having both feet off of the ground as they began to currently jog outside. Some people seem to have uh, been simply frozen in conversation before immediately picking back up again the moment that you began to perceive them. I'm scared. I I start thinking, oh, my God, it's a setup. I need to go back down. I've heard of these rock and roll mouse rat kings before, and these are animatronics from that place. And I just they're automatons just covered in flesh. And I'm going to start creeping back downstairs to tell my I think friends. uh, And when I get down there, can, can I go down or will they notice? Uh, you begin to once again stealthily move back downstairs, just as your party reaches the basin of the st- or the base of the steps. It appears to be completely pitch black inside of this room. I tell them, I said, guys, something fishy's going upstairs. But I mean, it might be what most of us are thinking. They they just stopped. Like it's as if the world paused and then uh, it buffered once I came back in. Once they noticed, an eye might be on them. Does hmm? Does it look similar to when I rest at night? Because as as a, as a warforge, I just kind of like stand there. No, because like I can sense there's like a soul inside of you. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But these were just like blank slates, mm-hmm. like a still yeah. painting that I'm looking at, but done by someone who can't capture the essence of the eyes. Okay, I say we do this job, get whatever we get from it, and then come back, discuss amongst ourselves in our room, and then figure out what we're going to do at night. Can any of us see anything? Like, a or is it too dark? Uh, it appears to be just far too dark. Can I cast Detect Magic to see if this is a magical darkness, or if it's just, like, dark? Uh, sure, go for it. Yeah, I mean, you cast Detect Magic. On the darkness. And it appears to be picking up magic all around you. Oh, man. Is it because of my friend Automaton over here, Pants? <laughs> Who's to say? Okay. Something calls out to you, however. Oh. You're not... It, it, that's the only way you could describe it, anyways. Something within the darkness calls to you, beckoning to you. It seems to be awaiting some sort of answer. Is there, like, any kind of, like, pebble or rock on the floor or even just, like... Bit, like a chunk of stone that's fallen or anything you cannot really see any okay. any yeah uh, anything on that all right then i uh pants is gonna take like a coin out of his pocket and then he has this uh magical tinkering so i can imbue a non-magical item with a magical property <laughs> and i'm gonna give it a five foot radius of light okay and i'm just gonna like hold it out in front of us so that we can see can i reach into my Dungeoneer's pack and pull out a torch and light it and keep it by the door so we know which way is back. Sure. You use, uh, you do so and uh, you place it just kind of like propped up against the, uh, against the wall. Yeah. Uh, you prop the lit torch up uh, against the wall 
and you are able to uh, hold that coin forward, Pants, and it seems mm-hmm. to illuminate the rest of the room. Uh, the room seems to be a dank, dark, empty cellar um, with absolutely no contents uh, to be uh, known about it. However, as this coin does illuminate the room, uh, you're able to see that there is only one thing that stands out from the rest of the area. There is a mirror on the far back of the wall. Stands perhaps maybe 10 uh, 10 feet in height and uh, maybe only 3 feet in length. As you are able to perceive this room, mind you, there is something strange, something eerily familiar about it. Something that tugs on the back of your mind that you're not able to quite grasp. I'd like to walk up to this mirror cautiously because this is extremely creepy. You come up to the mirror and you're able to note that something strange, there's something strange about the reflection. You're not exactly sure um, what yet, but your passive perception is able to pick up that on top, on the top and the bottom of the mirror, there appears to be a sun and a moon. Maybe we should flip these, like flip the mirror. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Let's do it. Uh, because I, I, I'm guessing in a thieves pack, would there be gloves in there? Because I don't want to touch this and then it burn my hands. I don't believe there's gloves in the thieves. Okay, uh, let me let me see though. Because I've I, I don't want crunch hand, and you better believe I don't want burn hand. Unless it's like a spell that's I think in some video game. I mean, um, uh, parchment paper games. <laughs> Yeah, there there is no uh, there's no gloves in the thieves tool. Dang it! I, I have extra clothes. Um, I think I do too. I don't wear a shirt, so yeah, I guess I would have a shirt. I just choose not to wear it. So pants so you like, just, like wrap the wrap the shirt around yeah, your hands so, and touch it that way. Yeah, and like try to I'll I'll, I'll give help you try to another one. Mirror. Yeah, let's. I think this is at least a two person job. So let's flip yeah. this. All right. So Pants and Cooper are flipping the mirror. Yeah. Yes. Uh, can I step over to the side just in case if they flip the mirror, a moonbeam doesn't come out and just fry me? Sure. <laughs> you stand to the side, uh, expecting some magical travesty to occur. Just get wailed on by this mirror. <laughs> With that, uh, as you begin to flip the mirror, you're not sure when it occurs. And you're not sure if it even occurred at all, if it was always like this. But the reflection now appears to be showing absent objects that line this room. And not just absent objects, but an entirely different room in its entirety. Instead of being in a wood, dark, dusty cellar, the mirror seems to uh, reflect some sort of stone room with stone bed tables all along it. You can see silhouettes of people lying upon those tables and little bits of halos wrapped around their heads. There's something even more eerily familiar now. Something that's tugging on you. Something that's making you worry. Your fight or flight is kicking in and you're not sure why. Can I roll a perception check? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a, a perception check. And Pants, what are you doing with the coin? The coin, I'm going to throw it, like, not hard. Like, I'm not trying to break the mirror. But Pants would like to just kind of toss the coin at the mirror. You toss the coin at the mirror, and you hear it click against the mirror. But it's different. 
You hear it click against the mirror. You do, you truly do. So why does everything else sound different than that single coin click? It's hard to describe, it's hard to wrap your he uh, head around, but this is the first time you've heard sound. Oh, my... Sue is completely freaked out. <laughs> uh, Sue's what was that, that perception check about? Uh, that perception check was a 17. Peering in into the mirror, you're able to note there's possibly six figures in that room, all lying on stone tables, but only three of them have halos. Holy shit, do they look like us? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. There appears to be a similarity in the silhouette, though your mind does not allow you to perceive it. Um... This is weird. <laughs> I push my hand like a cat looking at it, like itself in the mirror. I push my little, my little guy hand onto it. You push your hand on the mirror, and all at once, you begin to be assaulted with the with the same phrase over and over and over again. Your mind begins to perceive it. Thus, your eyes can see the words each throw their letters at you one at a time with an assaulting. Uh, with an absolute assault to the senses, you need to wake up. Uh, oh, I, I I shake the mirror and start screaming. You need to wake up. You begin to shout at the mirror. You need to wake up. And it's at that moment that the mirror does change. Finally, you can see the people lying there all across uh, all across the stone tables. You can see their what they look like: a tiefling, a furball, a woman. Very familiar to you, Mamiri, sitting up on the table, grasping at her head. It's bleeding profusely. And as you continue to yell and scream at the mirror, you can see the fur bulk that lies on the stone table begin to convulse, twitch, writhe along the, uh, along the stone table. Like a sexual writhe or just like a cautionary writhe? It's more like a seizure, really. <laughs> okay, so sexual, Can I all try right. to communicate? Can I try to telepathically communicate with the, the figures in the mirror? Uh, uh you have a telepathy? <laughs> yeah. It, it's just as a as a Kalistar, I, I can telepathically, telepathically communicate with creatures, with sure. another creature. So you, uh, who are you trying to telepathically communicate with? The tiefling girl. Because you said there's a furball. They, there's people that look familiar. Uh, whichever one looks the most familiar to me, uh, I'd like to communicate with them. Well, there's one that looks strikingly similar to you, and then there are uh, the two that look strikingly similar to your two companions uh, here with you. The one that looks like me I want to co com uh, communicate with. Okay. you tell uh, uh, What do you say? This might become a feedback uh, I start loop. off with help. You say, help, and it resonates in your head. The word in your voice resonates to you, help. Something begins to change. The vision, your vision begins to crack. Reality begins to fall away piece by piece like a rock sh shattering through a window. You begin to fall, Sue. Fall into a white abyss of which there is no sound, no touch, no feeling. You feel as though as you're about to lose all of your senses before your eyes begin to flutter open. A blinding light creating this white vision before you. You can feel your body 
slowly begin to wake up. There's pins and needles all around your, uh, all around you. You can feel an excruciating pain, almost as if you are taking in your first breath in years. Your lungs remembering how to inflate. Looking around, you see that room before you. Complete stone, with a bright light shining in from a, uh, from a wall. You don't know where you are. You don't know how you got here. But your fight or flight kicks in once again. You know that you are not meant to be here. That you were not meant to be seeing all of this. You know that you have to escape. Do I come to? You are, yes, you are conscious there on a stone table. Oh, I'm on the st- I, I stand up. You begin to sit up. That being said, Cooper. Yeah. Pants. Stop. Your brain, it hurts. You can feel something crawling around on the inside. You can feel something trying to make sense. The mirror seems to slowly begin to fade from existence. And while you both are clearly occupying this room, you feel as though something, a part of it that was here moments ago, is missing. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm pretty confident, Pants, that last night when we got in here, I did drink the pickle, Brian. I'm, I'm losing <laughs> it. I feel groggy again. I don't remember drinking the brine, but I must have also drank it because I don't feel so great either. Oh, crap. Uh, wouldn't that electrocute your insides? I don't know how you work. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just like. This is a robot. <laughs> I'm like a, that's not how that works, but okay. Cooper, <laughs> fatigue begins to set in. Your eyes are heavy. Your body screams at you to find a bed and rest. Wow, so I'm depressed. Um, I would like to punch the mirror. You punch the mirror. As your fist makes contact with the mirror, so too does Sue's forehead make contact with the halo above him. It's trying to hold him down. It tries to restrain him against the bed. And as as his forehead makes contact, there is a a slight ethereal bell chiming coming from the light on the wall. You can see that something seems to have happened. And with that bell chime, the feeling of anxiety in your chest, rather, slowly begins to build. It's at that moment that the halo suddenly breaks from the force of the bleeding woman standing over you. It would seem that whatever uh, weak stone this was uh, has been broken under her might. Get get up, Mamiri says. You can see that there is a slight twitch along the warforged person uh, laying beside you. The one that you recall from wherever it was that you were. Am I up yet? Because I want to try and help these guys. You are up now, yes. Touch the mirror. Can I also cast Shocking Grasp? Uh, sure. While he does this, I'd like to walk over. Okay, go for it. You, you, you walk over. You cast Shocking Grasp on the mirror. And the mirror, I mean, can't avoid it. It's an inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> to which you are able to hear the sound of electricity discharge, Sue, next to the 
or just behind you to the uh, the sleeping Warforged. Uh, but with that, you walk over to Cooper still, yes? No, I see that happening. Is The halo's still around his head, right? Yes. Uh, over uh, pants? Uh, yes. Do I have my katana on me? Uh, yes, you do. I like to pull it out and, uh, like, strictly attack the halo. All right. You attack the halo, of which it immediately crumbles. Pants. Yes. Just as the electricity discharges, a, mo- a second or two passes before your your reality, too, seems to clum- crumble away, shattering. This time, however, instead of falling through the light, the light seems to dim and die out. It's almost as if you lose all sense of sight entirely. It all melts and bleeds away. And then slowly, your eyes begin to adjust, looking up to the dark stone ceiling with your companion standing over you, the one that disappeared from the room you were just in. What's happening with, uh, can, can I do something? Yes, Cooper, what would you like to do? Your body's screaming out to you with uh, with fatigue. Uh, I'm I'm like, man, I need to pick me up. So I, I go into my uh, miscellaneous jars and I pull out a river sponge that's been pickled. They do all the work. It's very easy. I need to pick me up, but like as I'm I'm going to like eat it, but like my my hands a little shaky, so like uh, pickle brine is just getting all over the mirror. Can I aim for the the one around Cooper's neck? The brine gets all over the pit. <laughs> the, the pickle brine gets all over the mirror. <laughs> Of which no discernible effect seems to occur. Okay, well, uh, the player <laughs> thought that might have done something. So, uh, I see my my companions. I still don't know how we met. Uh, that's one thing I was going to ask them if we had time because I cannot recall how we got to be friends. I hired you guys. I'm gonna because I I can use this once a day along with detect magic with furl bog magic. I'm going to try to disguise self and look into the mirror and I'm just going to like look like a human and see if m- the thing that looks like me changes at all in the mirror. Um, You do so. You cast disguise self and uh, cast yourself with an average human's uh, visage and you're able to note that the same effect occurs in the mirror as you're standing over Cooper. Sue, about to strike this halo, you were able to note that he does at this moment change into a human. Okay, uh, I, st- I see this. I see that he's still there. I see that his he can still be freed. So I'd like to then pivot or just switch, like move my hips so that way I can bring in enough force to hit the halo on uh, uh, that's around Coop's head. Very well. You hit the halo, in which it crumbles away, and much like the mirror before you, Cooper, your vision shatters. It bleeds away into nothingness, into darkness, and then, there you are, or sitting up, jolting awake, in this room that you were just peering it, uh, into through the mirror. Uh, do I remember anything that just happened? Yes. Okay, good, because- You're able to remember all of it, despite it being fleeting. It looks at, it's almost as if it's living on the edge of your memory. Okay, because I, I was like, oh no, I, I, since I'm a tween, I was going to be like, I had a nocturnal disguise self because I'm going through puberty. 
God. What the fuck? <laughs> Can I quickly make an an all? I had. I'm a nocturnal magician. There we go. Pants while uh, looking <laughs> over stuff. Just says all have accidents. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my flute to see if it works. You pull out your flute and Don't you play you it, and it dare. sounds just like a flute. Thank God. No whistling in t- uh, in tow. I think that flute's broken. <laughs> Sue, <laughs> I think your flute is broken. Sue, Sue looks at Coop with so much hatred and so much anger. And he pulls, he like puts his flute in front of Coop and is just like, that's how a flute is supposed to sound. This. Seeing this rage. My eyes start to well up and say, I'm just a little guy. Why are you being so mean, you you aren't, you full-grown man? Aren't full furballs, like, almost seven feet tall? Well, I'm I'm 5'9", remember, I'm a little guy, because oh, I'm right, a 17-year-old right. tween. Uh, Pants ignores this and goes up to the, the lady that uh, was there. Um, what, where are we? What's going on? Taking uh, taking in her appearance, uh, her eyes seem to flutter, almost, as if she's trying to stay conscious. You're able to note that there is a deep bleeding around her head, as well as um, some uh, blood discharging from her eyes as well. She looks around and seems to try to take you in uh, to the best of her ability. We need to go. Alright, uh, I would like to try and, like, stabilize her through a medicine deal. I'm not the best at it, but I feel like something needs to be done to help her out because she's looking rough. Can I give him the help action? Sure. Pants would like to take a look around the, the room and see if there are any doors. Uh, looking around the room, you're not seeing a clear look or a clear placement of a door. This just seems to be in completely walled off room. Um, okay. Uh, is my steel defender here? Is that a summonable deal? Or will... It's just something... No, it's something I made that's just, like, usually... It was with me in the other world. I was wondering if it was with us here. Um, it is, actually. Yes. It have to be. It was it's idling on the table with you. Yeah, I call it over, and I, I fan out, look for a door, and... Him and I will try to, like, look for a uh, search for a door. Got you. And what was that medicine check? All right, well, I walk up to her, um, and I hope Sue can see this. Like, I, I start pulling out, like, bandages that clearly have pickle have stains on them. Pickle yeah, yep. like, they've been washed, but, you know, there's some, like, green spotting on them. I rolled a seven, so I'm pretty sure I'm not going <laughs> to harm her, but I will not be helping. Can I try? I mean, yeah, you could do your, your own. Yeah, you can do your own um, medicine check. Though, it, it it comes to your senses that placing pickle brine bandages on bleeding eyes might not be the the height of m- what medicine has to offer. <laughs> I know, I, uh, hold on. Uh, uh, Cooper sees like, oh my god, her eyes are bleeding. That's like bad. So I like want to like cut a cucumber pickle and then like place them on her eyes. I say it has healing properties. 18. Okay, thank God. <laughs> Soon slaps the, uh, the the cucumber out of Cooper's hands. 
five second roll. <laughs> Uh, of which you're able to note that whatever this is, the best you can do is just bandage her head. Um, but that's as far as to the extent that you can uh, go. Whatever's happening to her, it doesn't seem something. Uh, doesn't seem to be an entirely uh, outside physical wound. All right, then I think we should pick her up and just figure out where we're at and stealth out of here as best as we can. Can I get an investigation from you and your steel defender real quick? Yeah. Mr. Pants. Oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> that's a seven, uh, eight. There does not appear to be a noticeable or a discernible door. Though thankfully your prayers are answered when a wall flashes with a bright, uh, bright white glyph. That seems to be in some sort of uh, language other than common. What is your uh, languages? My languages are common, Dorvish, and Elvish. I speak Kiori, which is the language of the dreams. Okay. I speak ethereal and celestial and common. Common, Elvish, giant, and thieves can't. Yes, none of you uh, understand what the glyphs could mean then. Uh, what about oh, um, passed out lady, if she's still conscious? She is, but it looks like she is at using 100% of her capability to stave off passing out. Oh, yeah, also her eyes are bleeding, so she probably can't read anything. I would like to make my way to the door. Yes, as you make your way to it, uh, it slowly begins to descend from ceiling down into the floor. On the other side appear to be three individuals. All robes and what appear to be white robes with uh, black linings along the hoods and uh, down their chests. All in different, or all in similar patterns that appear to indicate something akin to uh, spider legs um, descending downwards. Along with that, they all have similar looking masks. Two of the masks are the same, which appear to be completely featureless, only with black, um, black eyes and spider-like visuals coming out of said eyes, as well as a- another mask, which appears to be uh, completely black, as well as having an assortment of different eyes all about the mask. Hey guys, James here. We had to split this recording up into two episodes, so be on the lookout for the next one. Hope to see you guys soon. Oh my god, how will it end? It does next episode. That's how. This has been a Marshland Media production. Produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.